0: The Mariners did exactly what they needed to do against the Tigers last night. Chris Flexen earned his vesting option for 2023. And Jared Kelnick has unfollowed the Mariners on Instagram. Let's talk about it here on the Locked On Mariners podcast. Colby, hit it.
1: You are Locked On Mariners. Your daily Seattle Mariners podcast.
0: Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Lockdown Mariners podcast, brought to you by Bet Bet BetOnline has you covered all season long with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline is where the game starts. It is Wednesday, August 31st, 2022. And thank you so much for making us your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all platforms with new episodes dropping every Monday through Friday. I am your host, Teddy Gonzalez, joined as always by my co-host, Colby Patnode. We cover the Mariners over at InsideTheMariners.com for fanation over on the Sports Illustrated Trade network be sure to follow the show on twitter at lo underscore mariners follow inside the mariners at inside mariners you can follow me at dane gonzalez s-d-a-n-e-g-n-z-l-z and colby at c pat 11 that's c-p-a-t-1-1 be sure to also check out our patreon over at patreon.com forward slash control the zone we post two additional podcasts on there every single week again that is patreon.com forward slash control the zone and if this is your first time joining us here on the locked on mariners podcast welcome to the show if you like what you hear give us a follow or subscribe wherever you listening to this and if you're watching us on YouTube hit the subscribe button turn on the notification bell and give this video a thumbs up we greatly appreciate it. On the show today the Mariners waxed the Tigers by a score of 9 to 3 last night. We'll talk George Kirby, the offense and all that in just a second. And uh you probably heard by now that Chris Flexen triggered his vesting option for 2023 last night. But what does that mean? We'll tell you later on in the show and then we'll dive into this Jared Kelnick Instagram thing. He's unfollowed the Mariners and deleted some Mariners related posts. We'll get into all that later on in the show and uh, apologies real quick for uh, no show yesterday. Uh, if you missed our posts on uh, Twitter or here, uh, I am uh, I'm, I'm a little under the weather. We weren't able to record yesterday uh, feeling a bit better today, though. So we are back on the mics. But again, apologies for no episode yesterday Now, let's get into this game for the Mariners last night. 9 3 win over the Detroit Tigers to open up this three game set down in Detroit. And the offense exploded against Matt Manning, who uh, entered this game uh, with a 2 3 1 ERA uh, through seven starts, of course, um, and uh, had been uh, using his slider really effectively. Just didn't have the slider yesterday, though. And the Mariners were able to jump all over him uh, for, uh, you know, Big big night, uh, you know, out of this offense, which has struggled uh, mightily as of late, uh, they explode for for night runs, as I said, thanks in part to Ty France, who had one of the most impressive home runs you'll see at Comerica Park, uh, hit it to a place that hasn't been hit to, uh, it's since two thousand eight, since they started tracking home runs in two thousand eight, so that's very impressive. Uh, Jordan uh, Jordan Schusterman, I believe, of uh, Sespes Family Barbecue, uh, posted that the uh, the home run tracker at Comerica Park, and that. Home run, that little dot landed right where just no home run has ever been hit. Uh, Cal Raleigh also uh, got on the board with a home run himself. And then the Mariners were just able to move the line uh, against Matt Manning, particularly in that six-run third inning that they had. Uh, Will Vess, Mariners legend, of course, also uh, made an appearance in that inning. The Mariners were able to get a couple more runs off of him. Uh, but you know they were just playing really baseball this offense, and then on top of that, George Kirby dominated this Tigers lineup, and uh, Chris Flexen, who we'll talk about later on, uh, was able to close the door uh, with uh, four solid innings out of the bullpen. Uh, but let's start with this offense. What did you see out of this offense last night, Colby?
1: Yeah, it was um, it was different. Uh, the Mariners scored runs plural without needing to hit the big home run to do it. Uh, they certainly got the home runs. They hit three of them. Uh, Carlos Santana added a two-run shot later in the game, um, but yeah, it was you know, it it started out looking like oh well, there's a solo home run. Oh, there's another solo home run. It's going to be one of those nights, huh? Uh, and then they just kind of exploded. I, I think it was um, was it Raleigh or Toro got on base. Uh, it was it was Toro, and then Julio mm-hmm. hit a double, and then it was a walk, and then it was or a strikeout, then it was a single, 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 single. And it just kind of ran down the line. Uh, every Mariner, with the exception of Jesse Winker, got on base last night. Uh, they all every Mariner starter had a hit. Um, there were 17 hard hit balls from the Mariners last night. Uh, they just tattooed the the Tigers pitching, uh, particularly Manning. Um, but they did have you know they they put some some good swings on uh, on Daniel Norris as well, who pitched uh, the bulk of this game. Uh, so yeah, overall it was just a, a top to bottom. Uh, Clinic and, and keeping the line moving, uh, getting the next guy to the plate and all that stuff, uh, which is nice to see. We haven't seen it. We saw it a few Fridays ago uh, against Oakland, um, but then we remember how those next two games went. So, here's hoping they uh, they keep the momentum going and they keep swinging it because uh, they need to. And, and when the Mariners are a team that can string hits together, they're very very dangerous. Um, and they kind of have to start becoming that a little bit more because despite you know how many home runs, how many runs they've scored on home runs they're not a prolific home run hitting team. Uh, you know, Julio certainly has power. Uh, Gino has power. Um, Raleigh has power, but none of those guys are like 40 home run guys. Uh, you know, Ty France and Jesse Winker are really more 20 home run types, uh, than they are anything else. Uh, then obviously you're not going to get any power whatsoever from, from Adam Frazier. Um, and whoever's playing shortstop for you, uh, yesterday that was Adam Frazier. So, uh, yeah, they, they do have to, you know, start to string some hits together. They're gonna have to hit some doubles with guys on second and things like that. Uh, so yesterday was a good start. Hopefully they continue it today against Tyler Alexander. Um, no JP Crawford in the lineup still, uh, Mason McCoy's with the team. He's on the taxi squad. So I, I would imagine that there's a pretty real chance that JP hits the IL here, um, in the next day or two. We'll see how that goes. Um, but. I guess on the good injury front news, Sam Haggerty is uh, is back in the lineup today playing left field. Uh so uh Scott said that you know his plan was to get Haggerty in there against both of the lefties that are going uh in this series. So kind of feels like maybe they've they've settled on a bit of a role for for Sam uh starting against lefties, being used off the bench against uh righties. Uh so we'll see. But that should help. It's another guy who makes a ton of contact, puts the ball in play. Um, and that's that's kind of what this offense needs at the bottom of their lineup. Hopefully JP can get in there tomorrow. Uh, but overall, the offense was was simply great. It's, it's one of the best performances of the year. And if not
0: for Miguel Cabrera, George Kirby would have been running a perfect game for a while in this one. Uh, he gave up a couple of hits to Miguel Cabrera, and that was really it for Kirby. He was dominant in this one. What did you see out of Kirby?
1: Yeah, kind of an interesting start from Kirby. It was mostly fastball and two-seamer. Uh, didn't throw a ton of off-speed stuff. Uh, didn't really need to. Uh, he was cruising until the fifth inning, ran into a little bit of trouble. Um, nothing serious because at that point it's already, you know, it's already nine nothing. So who cares? But uh, just ran into a little bit of trouble. Uh, it was a really good opportunity for Seattle to short uh, George Kirby's start. He could have gone another inning pretty easily if, if they needed him to. But you know why push it? Uh, you have a young guy. You're trying to to keep fresh, so you roll with you roll with flexing uh after that but Kirby you know it was, it's 5 innings only 2 hits allowed walked a guy shocking uh struck out uh struck out 5 and by only the hits- way that shouldn't have mm-hmm. been a walk no <laughs>
0: it's a very good thing this game was not close at all because that strike zone was awful there was an inning mm-hmm. where the uh, Mariners were up to bat i forget which inning it was but i counted at least 6 strikes that were not actually strikes and very clearly, like, not even in the buffer zone that apparently umpires yeah. have. Like, just completely outside, like, clear as day, should not have been strikes. So, yeah. Yeah,
1: but, I mean, it like it's kind of a weird day. Kirby, five strikeouts. He only had six whiffs um, on his 79 pitches, so didn't have, like, amazing swing and miss stuff, but he was throwing so many strikes, the, the Tigers took a lot of pitches that were strikes. Uh, we saw, I think, three... Uh, Front door two seamers to the lefties uh, called for strike three. Uh, Kirby was just cruising uh, until that fifth ran a little bit of issue. But again, he finished with 79 pitches in five innings easily could have gone another, uh, but no reason to push him. He just looked kind of like he has ever since that rough outing he had in Baltimore. He's just kind of cruising, you know, through his five, six innings. to get him out at a reasonable pitch count. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think he's allowed a home run since that start. So mm-hmm. uh, he's on a bit of a heater right now, and that's good because you know it accompanies Luis Castillo and, and Robbie Ray, who are also pitching very well right now.
0: Yeah, so a lot of good stuff out of the rotation. And uh George Kirby's been a big part of that. Obviously, Robbie Ray and Luis Castillo, as you said, have been uh very, very good as well. So uh and the Mariners finally getting some help from the offense. At least last night. We'll see if, you know, like you said, if that actually continues tonight and tomorrow. Uh, They got Eduardo Rodriguez on the uh, bump for the Tigers tomorrow, which, uh, wow, uh, he disappeared and now he's suddenly back. Um, I don't know, you know, when he actually returned. I uh, looked at the probables just now and there he is. He's penciled in to start tomorrow for the Tigers. So... We'll see how eduardo rodriguez looks um now you mentioned chris flexen of course uh they uh you know they were able to use flexen after he hadn't pitched for 11 days so I, I think they needed to get him some sort of action and this was the perfect opportunity to do it and with his very first out in this outing he earned his vesting option for 2023 We'll talk about what that means in just a moment. But, real quick, a reminder this episode of Locked On Mariners is brought to you by Bet Online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your pro and college football betting needs and sports info this season. Find all the latest football league developments, great game matchups, news, and podcasts, including this year's. Opening week games. Bet Online is also your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including MM- MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet Online is where the game starts, and you're listening to the Locked On Mariners podcast. Thank you again for making us your first. Listen of the day, just like you do here every single day. We greatly appreciate your support. So Chris Flexen, with the first out that he got in his outing last night triggered his vesting option for 2023. It is an $8 million player option now for Flexen. So it's up to him now this off season if he wants to stay in Seattle or not. And of course, there won't be a spot in the rotation guaranteed to him. So that is certainly going to play into the decision for, for Uh, But $8 million is, is not nothing uh, for sure. You know, he might be able to get somewhere in that ballpark on the open market uh, it, with a chance to start. Uh, but there's no guarantee that that opportunity presents itself as well. Uh, but initially, this was going to be a club option. Uh, but because he has hit 300 innings in a Mariners uniform, it is now a player option for $8 million. Um, so what do you think? Just obviously we don't know, you know, how the rest of the season is going to go and we don't know how free agency is going to go, but what do you say the odds right now are that Chris Flexen is a Mariners uniform next year?
1: Uh, well, first of all, congratulations to Chris. I know he's a big Mm -hmm. listener of this show, so (laughs) I want to make sure we say congratulations. Uh, it's, it's a, it's a big deal. Um, for, for somebody like Flexen who was out of major league baseball, uh, for a year. Yeah. Uh, you know, went to Korea, kind of re established some value, worked on his craft, kind of recommitted himself to being a major leaguer. Um, and, you know, he gets rewarded for it. So it's good to see. Um, overall, the odds, I would say it's kind of hard to say. Um, my guess is, is that Flexen Will want to will we'll want to start for somebody uh, that comes with some caveats. So there's not going to be a lot of uh, contenders who look at Chris Flexen and go, hmm, "Yeah, that's a guy we want to put at the back end of our rotation." Might be a few, but probably not a ton. Um, so you know, maybe he just accepts Seattle and he battles Marco for the number five spot or whoever they bring in. Um, Eight million dollars again is probably about what he can make on the open market AAV wise. Um, so if if nobody wants to give him a multi year deal, then it might make some sense to to, uh, just stay with Seattle. There's also kind of a a tricky situation here uh, because Flexen, if he declines the option, is arbitration eligible. Uh, So technically the Mariners could control him for another three years. Um, My guess is is that there was probably language written into the contract that if the options were declined, that Seattle would not not, uh, offer him arbitration and he would become an unrestricted free agent. Uh, we see that a lot, um, so it's it's not uncommon uh, with guys who pitch overseas. Uh, they get that that kind of protection. Um, so, yeah, I don't know if Chris has that or not. I'm going to assume he does. My overall sense is, is that Chris is probably looking to to pitch somewhere else next year. Um, I just don't know that opportunity is going to come, and there's a there's a chance. And this is what Flexen has to be careful of. That he says no, declines the option, goes out there looks for a multi-year deal or a guaranteed chance to start, doesn't find it, and then he's got to come back to the Mariners and the Mariners say, "Well, we kind of spent some money here, so we can only give you four million dollars." So it's a little bit of a tough spot to be in if you're flexing. Um, My my hunch is that he probably hits the open market. I think somebody will give him, you know, maybe two and like twenty or something like that. Uh, Somebody who's just kind of Baltimore maybe Minnesota, maybe Toronto. Or,
0: yeah. Just somebody who's looking for maybe back he's another filler. Dodgers guy, right? Like he's yeah, the Tyler sure. Anderson for the Dodgers this year.
1: Right. I mean, I don't know the Rays. Like I, I think there are some teams mm. that would be interested in a guy like flex. And I just, I don't think that those teams are going to guarantee him starting spots. I think if he wants a guaranteed rotation spot, he's going to have to go to like a Pittsburgh or a Cincinnati or a place like that. And that there, that comes with a trade off because you're not going to be on a very good team uh during that contract so which what do you want do you want the chance to start or do you want uh you know a good chance to go to the playoffs and and technically seattle can offer both to to flex it's just you know do they add another starting pitcher like do they go get zach efflin then if you're chris flexing you're like i mean i don't have a shot so we'll see what happens there It's, it's it's all up to chris and he's earned that right uh based on how well he's played over the last few years um so it's an interesting option that he'll have to uh he'll have to make a decision on i think five days after the world series is typically how that goes mm-hmm. so we'll see how it works out for chris my my gut is is that he's pitching somewhere else next year
0: now just talking about the uh the player in general um and the whole situation in general i mean jerry depoto and, and company uh should be very proud of their discovery of flexin uh, the work that they put into signing flexin and and you know um figuring out that he was a fit for their team being right about it too i mean he's been worth every penny and then some uh over the last two years um i mean last year he was arguably their best starter (laughs) and then this year you know uh regressed of course um but still came through with some really solid starts some really solid moments and he can be useful out of the bullpen i I really like that role for chris Flexen. i kind of like the the long reliever type role for Flexen uh down the road but um you know, just thinking about flexing, you know, when he was with the Mets and it didn't work out there obviously. And then because it didn't work out there, he ended up not really getting an opportunity that he wanted in major league baseball. He had to go to the KBO and work there. And, you know, he dropped some weight and all this stuff. And, um, you know, he put the work in, right. And he's earned this opportunity and he got one more shot to, to make it happen in major league baseball. And, made it work and then some right like he you know mm-hmm. it's it's not that he's just been able to survive he's actually been able to find success and sustain success as well so that's that's huge for Flexen. uh it's a it's great for Flexen that he's been able to get to this point 300 innings that's not nothing that really isn't you know to to be able to stay healthy and to be able to stay good enough to accrue that amount of innings on a team that is contending for the postseason over the last two years the two years that he's been in seattle that's difficult to do and he's been able to do that so props to, to chris flexen this is absolutely earned and uh, he's learned the right to you know do whatever he wants here he can take the eight million dollars which that's a great amount of money uh especially for for flexen who again was down in korea not too long ago uh or he can get the the chance to you know maybe find an opportunity to start elsewhere and uh, continue to build on that so uh love that um it's awesome so it's, it's really cool for uh, for chris flexons all right so let's um let's switch gears here let's talk about this thing that i've been dm'd like okay i've been dm'd this eight or nine times since last night i don't think i've ever had our listeners dm me something that they wanted us to talk about on the show as much as this. I've had maybe, you know, one or two people reach out about something here and there, but never at this kind of volume. People really want us to talk about Jared Kelnick and what he's been doing on his Instagram. So he's Jared Kelnick has unfollowed the Seattle Mariners. I've verified this, I've looked, he's he's unfollowed the Seattle Mariners. He's also taken some photos, some posts down that are related to the Mariners. As well. He hasn't taken all of them down. He still has photos of him with like Julio, and there's a couple other photos of him in like Mariners gear or with a Mariners logo on. So it's not completely scrubbed of all Mariners stuff. But we've seen this now over the last few years with players. Not even just in Major League Baseball, but other sports. I mean, Wilson Contreras is, you know, one of the ones that comes to mind here. He scrubbed his account of all Cubs stuff, and he's still with the Cubs. Kyler Murray did this with uh, with the Cardinals and, you know, with the Arizona Cardinals of the NFL and ended up signing an extension with them anyway. So really, at the end of the day, none of this really matters. I don't think this matters. <laughs> I, I really don't. I, I, And at the end of the day, Jared Kalnick is still 23 years old. 23-year-olds do irrational stuff sometimes. If he's actually lashing out here, I mean, yes, he does need to get his priority straight, but I'm not going to blow this up into a huge thing. I don't think it's a huge thing. I don't really think it's anything that holds any bearing over Jerry Kellnick's future in Seattle, really. Uh, ultimately, that comes down to to what he does on the field. Um, but I mean, clearly, maybe, uh, maybe if this is actually him lashing out, there's some frustration here. I don't know what it would be about if it's about him not making the expanded roster. uh, I don't, I don't know. I'm not going to speculate on this. So really, what do you think about it?
1: I could not care less. I could I try, really but I would either. fail. I could <laughs> not care less. The Mariners are on the verge of breaking the longest playoff drought in North American sports. And this is the stuff you guys are DMing us about. This, a 23 year old child unfollowing people on Instagram. Like, this is high school. Who cares? It's the biggest load of BS that is ever reported. And It's not just you guys; we see it all the time. We see it with Debo scrubbing the account of 49er stuff. We see it with Kyler doing it with with the Cardinals, and automatically it goes on to Twitter or goes on. Even ESPN will be like, "Oh my God, is this is this the end?" Or that who cares? It's an Instagram picture. It's an Instagram account. Who cares? It does not matter. It is irrelevant. And you know what? Jared Kelnick is irrelevant to this Mariners team. I don't care if we see Kelnick again this year. He hasn't earned it. So we can stop with this whole like, oh no, do you call him up just to appease him? For what? He's bad. He's a bad major leaguer right now. Why do we care what Jared Kelnick thinks about what the Mariners are doing? Jared Kelnick has worked himself into a point where if the Mariners never call up Jared Kelnick and they just released him, nobody cares. Literally, there will be no Mariner fan out there that's like, oh, man, what are you doing? No, you totally get it. You understand it. Who cares? Jared Kellnick is irrelevant to the plans of the Seattle Mariners. That's a credit to the Seattle Mariners, who, by the way, are playing really good baseball right now and are trying to break a playoff drought. Who cares what's going on on Instagram? It doesn't matter. I'd rather talk about the stupid Sam Haggerty headband they're giving away on September 13th. I don't care about Jared Kellnick. He's irrelevant. I don't care. Jared Kelly's upset and he wants to whine and cry that he's not been given an opportunity despite receiving over 500 plate appearances in the big leagues. I don't care. That's his right. He's 23. He gets to be a little petulant child sometimes. I don't care. Okay, are there maturity issues? Maybe. I don't know. Get out of the gym. Get into the cage. I don't know what to tell you, Jared. You need to be better. I don't care if he scrubbed his account. I don't. I could not care less. This is the biggest BS thing that we ever have to cover in sports is we had to play, you know, social media detective and trying for well he kept the julio picture so maybe he wants to stay in seattle so he could play with him who cares i do not jared kelnick could demand a trade tomorrow and i would say trade him i don't care get rid of him jared kelnick means nothing to me he means nothing to the future of the mariners if he's good great bonus if he's not who cares you've won 90 games two years in a row or you're on track to at least essentially without him You found your superstar. You found your three other all-stars from the minor league system. Who cares if Jared Kelnick works? Who cares if he's mad? Who cares if he's upset? Don't you want him upset anyways if he was? Don't you want him to work harder this offseason? Don't you want him to be motivated? Don't you want him to understand that he doesn't have a a roster spot guaranteed to him? What are we doing? Who cares what Jared Kelnick thinks? We are three weeks, four weeks away from breaking the longest playoff drought in North American sports. And we're talking about this? yeah and
0: come on yeah yeah be better people be better it's just an unnecessary distraction here at a, a very good point in time for the Seattle Mariners uh now keep in mind this is also you know the same guy that that went to Bob Nightingale of USA Today, and told him, you know, that I'm being treated unfairly. The Mariners are service timing me, blah, blah blah blah. You know, when he just wasn't ready. Wrong. He clearly, he clearly wasn't ready at the time. Like he still isn't ready. He still isn't ready to face major league pitching. We saw it again when he got called up here for a little bit of time. You know, after Julio got hurt, he's just not ready. He's just not capable of being a, you know, contributing major leaguer for a contending team right now. It's just not like it's just not in the cards. And I get that you know maybe there's some pressure now placed up, uh, placed upon him because you know his window to to make it in Seattle specifically is starting to close. You know the path to him being a successful big leaguer in Seattle is starting to become murky. I get it. I get there you know, he might be pressing a little bit. He might be frustrated. Yeah. plus he's you know he continues to have success down in AAA, but mm-hmm. that's not equating to success at the major league level. And you know, you know whose fault that
1: is? It's not the Seattle Mariners fault. So grow up. Yeah. And so I, I don't... you know,
0: you and I have talked about what might be leading to these struggles for him as well. And for mm-hmm. me, you know, and, and for you as well, it's the physicality. It's just he's too muscle bound right now and he's too tight and he's too stiff. And it's just, you know, it's cut his bat speed in like half and he's not able to catch up to fastballs i mean that's been the big issue right he'll get a center cut fastball and just swing right through it you know i can't even count how many times we've seen that from jerry Kelnick at the major league level there are significant things that he has to work on to find success at the major league level and he's probably going to need a whole offseason's worth of time to do that plus because he's going to need to like shed some muscle i think he's going to need to do that so yeah so there are bigger things at play here (laughs) really both for jerry kalnick and and the seattle mariners this is a non-story this is a non-story this it doesn't matter like like you said you know it's the Mariners are at a an incredibly high point right now in their organization's history really i mean they are they are on the verge of ending a 20-year playoff drought and right now their playoff odds are at 94.9% on fan graphs. And that will likely go up if they win tonight. And if they win tomorrow, like that will just continue to go up and up and up as, as long as they keep on winning. And so the reality of that is becoming more apparent. And what we're focusing on today is Jared the deleting pictures off of Instagram and I'm following the Mariners. I just, I don't think that we're focusing on the right things here, folks. And, Kelnick specifically look if he wants to be a distraction if he wants to lash out go for it you're a 23 year old you're gonna do stupid stuff you're gonna make mistakes like this whatever right I don't think that says anything about his future in Seattle I don't think it means that the Mariners are going to suddenly trade him I do think though like if it, if it starts to leak into how he um you know how he acts in the clubhouse or how he's you know receptive or you know, rather not receptive to, you know, advice from the Mariners organization or, you know, coaches or what have you, and that becomes, you know, that turns into an actual problem in the clubhouse down in Tacoma, then yeah, I mean, Jerry DiPoto and, and crew, like, they're obviously not going to have that. They don't, you know, they don't even mess with guys that have those issues for the most part. That's why Gene Segura got traded, you know, or partly at least, you know, so like, that like that could be an issue here that could be a story here but right now that's all just speculative right that's all speculation and there's just too many good other things that are going on right now in the the Mariners world that I would rather focus on than just waste my time speculating on how Jared Kelnick feels right now because like you said Jared Kelnick right now to the Mariner to the 2022 Mariners is irrelevant like he doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things of this team right we tried it We tried to get him to be a part of this team. We tried to get him to be relevant for 2022. Just didn't work out. doesn't mean that he's irrelevant for 2023. But right now, you know, you can't move forward thinking that Jared Kelnick is going to be a part of your future in any sort of way because he hasn't earned that right. He hasn't given you... Uh, you know the opportunity to bank on that at all, and you know this goes to an even bigger discussion that you know the Mariners this year or this this winter when they start to retool this team for next season, whatever that may look like, they cannot do the same thing that they did last offseason where Jared Kelnick had a straight shot to the major league roster. Just can't do it. Can't have that. So Kelnick's got a lot to work on. Clearly, both you know mentally and physically. And uh, you know, I still hope for the best for him. But I don't care at the end of the day that he, she unfollowed the Mariners that deleted some photos. Because again, like it usually doesn't even lead to anything, right? Debo Samuel is still a 49er. Kyler Murray is still a Cardinal. Wilson Contreras is still a Cub. Like it doesn't matter. So I don't think this has this holds any bearing over anything in the future. So let's just let's chill. Let's chill, folks. Let's. Let's retune here. Let's get refocused. Let's get back on track. Let's talk about this really, really fun ball club that we're seeing right before our eyes. This team that is, you know, we're probably all going to remember forever as the team that finally ended it. So let's let's focus on that. Let's not focus on, on a player that's down in AAA right now. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Anything you want to add before we hop off here?
1: Doesn't even have to, to be Celtic related. Miss our DMs with that garbage. We're not talking about it again. It's the biggest waste DM'd of time. By a, did you get? No, DM'd I'm mad that you did.
0: <laughs> I got literally like, like eight or nine DMs about it. Like, don't waste I, I, our
1: time with this. I'd rather you guys start asking about Trevor's story again. Like, <laughs> god, this is oh god. It's an it's an everything story. that I hate about sports. Yeah, it's just the
0: the off field drama. I mean, we're like. Are we, are we going to get classified by the YouTube algorithm as like a, a tea channel, a drama channel? We're spilling the tea talking about Jared Kelnick. <laughs> like,
1: I didn't even know that was a thing, but OK. Yeah, that's
0: my, my wife has exposed me to a, a portion of YouTube that I, I wish I had never knew about. It's incredibly toxic that's a uh that's a discussion for another time and on a definitely not a, a show like this but that's gonna do it for our show thank you so much for joining us here on the Locked On mariners podcast for colby pat i'm Tidy gonzalez be sure to give us a follow on twitter at lo underscore mariners you can follow inside the mariners at inside mariners you can follow me at dane gonzalez c-a-n-e-g-n-z-l-z and colby at Pat 11 that's C B T one one you can also find all that stuff in the description of this episode and thank you again for making us your first listen of the day now for your second listen go check out out the ultimate pro football preview 2022 an eight episode extravaganza to get you ready for the nfl season with the local team experts of the locked on podcast network plus a betting angle from lee sterling of locked on bets all combining into one ultimate nfl preview search for ultimate pro football preview 2022 on your odyssey app youtube or wherever you get your podcast and with that have yourself a beautiful baseball day and we'll see you tomorrow peace